so I don't necessarily have a scripted intro for this one, but um, please allow the Castle Cthulhu to be your guide to the world of cinematic HP Lovecraft inspirations from the superb to the truly cosmically horrific. I am Jim Rohner. And I'm James McCormick. And today we are discussing the 2000 film Spiral, original title Uzumagi, based on the manga by Junji Ito, with a story by David Feist, a screenplay by Sean Bishop, and directed by um, Higuchinsky, um, who, despite the name, is actually a Ukrainian-born film director, which I just found out um, today. Um, but I guess before we get into the episode, a few um, life updates. James, have you been watching the Olympics at all? No, not <laughs> one bit. I don't watch sports, really. The only, I think you noticed the only sport I watch is sports entertainment. <laughs> yes, of course. That, that wrestling in general, AEW mostly, but no, I haven't. I, I mean, I, I sometimes read up on some things just to kind of see what's going on. I see a lot of drama between like some uh, American-born uh, people now going with China. Like, there's the drama of uh, are they, oh, they're Chinese citizens now. I, I, I read that. I'm like, oh, and then one person that. Uh, when would China now actually did not do well, failed. And of course, everyone was like in China was giving her shit for it. I'm like, that's sad. You know, like, come on. Yeah, there's there is a weird sort of nationalism that comes out like I, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm a snowflake libtard. So I'm not so much the rah, rah, nationalism, Americanism, patriotism, all this stuff is great. But I do I do kind of like casually tune in because I just like seeing, you know, First off, I like seeing weird uh, events like men's Nordic um, competition, which is basically kind of a, a, a real like a race, but just you're on skis. So you're going around a track and then you're going up hills and downhills or, or luge, which is so weird that people are like, yes, let's jam two people together on this very fast sled and watch them go around corners and potentially kill themselves. Um, but I'm also I, I'm also a hockey fan, and so obviously the Winter Olympics is where that all comes to fruition. And this is an interesting year, just like in 2018, whereas the NHL is not participating. They did not send their professional players, so it, it is kind of like how the Olympics was intended to be, because it's all amateurs for the most part playing, like amateurs and retired um, players. Um, uh, but uh, so, so that that I do find kind of interesting. Also, I'm just a winter person. I don't like the summer, so I just like seeing yeah. the snow and, and the ice and all that kind of stuff. Um, and as we record, I am I, I do have um, men's luge on in the background. I'm not paying super close attention to it, but uh, but it's, it's just something to have on, you know. I, it, there, there's nothing good on daytime TV unless I wanted to watch reruns of Law and Order SVU, which I don't want to do. So I, I have. But um, speaking of sports entertainment, is there speculation? And listeners, sorry, you're going to have to suffer through us talking about anything else other than Spiral for a few minutes. Um, I keep reading about um, Tony Khan speaking about this big superstar coming through the mystery door or whatever it is they're calling it. Like, is there speculation as to who this big signing is? There's a lot of speculation on a lot of different people. Of course, one person that pops up is, oh, Jeff Hardy, who Mm. got released by WWE because they said basically they they, they assumed he was on on drugs again Mm -hmm. because he kind of just during a house show, just during the match, just kind of jumped out into the audience and left. (laughs) Cool. And and, and they kind of assumed, oh, he must be on drugs again because that's Jeff Hardy. 
but he took a drug test and it came out recently that no, he was clean. He just and Matt Hardy kind of said he was just done with it. Oh. He's like he's he's like you know he's like I don't want to speak for my brother, but I just think he was done. He was done with the bullshit. It just kind of went bye, hmm. which is any way you should like just quit a job. Just like <laughs> peace out. So, <laughs> yeah. So he's still technically on the no compete clause, which is kind of funny to me. Like company can release you and then you can't work for 90 days, which is kind of odd, but, but he is getting paid. Like, like that's the one thing that always is misconstrued. He is getting paid as like whatever downside is, but, mm-hmm. but the only way he could probably appear is if Tony Khan paid off the rest of what he was owed. I see. Okay. That the only so that's one name. The two names I keep kind of hearing, and it, I'm thinking it's going to be closer to these two, is Keith Lee, who is one of the biggest bum- bumbles that they did, because Keith Lee is like just this charismatic, you like super heavyweight, but that can fly. Okay. Like how do you, you know, and he's African American. So, like, you have all these things that work in your favor, and yet they just shit the bed with him. <laughs> that, that's one. And then, the other guy I keep hearing is uh, he's back to his old name, Killer Cross, who another guy who was you know, basically uh, Keith Lee and carrying Killer Cross, carrying Cross, his name was, were Triple H guys in NXT. Okay. Triple H, Triple H pushed the hell out of them. Like these are the future of the company. And of course, when Vince got his hands on them, oh, I'm going to, um, you know what? This guy. This guy Killer Cross is really cool. Like he just looks like a badass, like psychopath. He he does like and he has like the, his wife, his like beautiful wife Scarlet that comes out. And it's like a cool, a cool way to come out. Like it's, it's like with a, a spotlight, weird music, weird mm-hmm. lighting. And so what does Vince do? Uh, well, I'm gonna take take him, and I'm uh, not gonna use the girl. The hell with the girl. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a gip mask on this guy. Oh yeah, he he looked like he was like in like some cosplay for like, you know, Mortal Kombat. So like, but it looks stupid. So those are the two I'm thinking it's going to be, which isn't the biggest deal to me. My hope, which I don't think it's going to be, my hope is someone like a Will Osprey, who's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's with New Japan, but also he's a British wrestler, and he's a he's a He's basically Kenny Omega when Kenny Omega was, you know, five, six years ago before he came to AEW and like was doing five star matches all around the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now, he's just five star, five star, five star. And like, it's flawless with this guy. Like, you're like, oh, how's this guy good? He's 28 years old. And like, he looks like he's been wrestling for 30 years. Like, he's that good. That, that's a possibility. Then, you know, I, you know, my brother and I kind of were talking about it, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if it was Shane McMahon? Because <laughs> McMahon was just released from WWE. Good. I mean, I not not good no. in the sense of could he come over, just like no. From yeah. from now, I I don't watch a whole lot of WWE. In fact, I don't no. watch any. Um, yeah. But it just seems like they're basically just recycling the same champions and storylines from like 2005. Yeah. So it's just like if it's yeah. not Roman Reigns, it's Brock Lesnar, rinse repeat kind of a thing. Oh, it's it's a hundred percent true. And like the other rumor, of course, which made me laugh was Triple H because he hasn't been seen. He's kind of gotten screwed over. 
And I just laugh at those two. I'm like, um, I think their no compete clauses would be a little longer than 90 days. And also, hasn't he been little seen because he had some like medical condition recently, like some heart condition or something? Yeah, he had like a basically a heart attack, like like a quote unquote subtle heart attack, which is like no, he had a heart attack. It just wasn't (laughs) like like it, it. It took him out, and then what did they do to him? Oh, you're 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 on the mend. We're gonna completely completely fuck over your NXT and make it the worst thing ever. Like they fired everybody that was involved with it, with it like Road Dog, you know, mm-hmm. remember oh, Road Dog back yeah. then? Oh, he, sure. was one of, he was one of the producers there, fired. William Regal, who William Regal is beloved by everybody in, in the in, in wrestling community, fired. Like and like, you know, the only one they kept was Shawn Michaels because it's Shawn Michaels. And even then I think Shawn yes. Michaels He's already lost a lot of hair, but I think, like me, he'd be like, "Oh no, what's going to happen to my few strands that are left?" <laughs> uh, sweet, sweet, he's going to lose his smile again. But, um, but yeah, so, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it, it's cool, but I think like Tony Khan, while I love the guy, he's he's the biggest you know nerd when it comes to wrestling. But I think sometimes he hypes things up a little too much. Mm-hmm. To the point of like, unless it's like another CM Punk or Brian Danielson, or even Adam Cole, who I was excited about, I I I can't think of any name that would be big except for like some of the ones we said. But who's like in that stratosphere? It's not like you know someone like a Stone Cold's just going to appear out of nowhere. Well, or Rock, imagine the Rock just came on AEW, be like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> okay. Um... I have no idea if this is baseless speculation or educated speculation. Yes. What are the odds it could be Samoa Joe? Because he was released recently, wasn't he? Oh, yes, he was too. I He's, I think, another one that I think the no-compete is done. Mm-hmm. And that, or, I mean, who knows? Because I'm not sure what kind of contract he had at the end. Because in WWE, there's different contracts. There's performers. And then there's producers. Yeah, okay. Producer contract, you can just leave and work right away. Mm-hmm. You know, like like for example, um, the wrestler Scotty Suhati, back <laughs> in the day, he was yeah. a producer for NXT. He he asked for his release. They said, okay, we want to cut money. You want to cut people anyway. And then he wrestled at GCW, like two weeks later against Joey Janela, and it was actually <laughs> a good match. And you're like. Oh, he just wanted to wrestle, and they would not let him wrestle. They were like, "No, you're you're too old." Hmm. He's like forty-seven. Like, 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 how is that old? Like, or whatever. I don't know. It's uh, WWE is just like gotten like so bad. Yeah. That I just can't even like I like for example, um, I was off, and 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 this year the Royal Rumble was on a Saturday. I was like, oh, cool. Hmm. I'll watch it. You know, I haven't watched, you know, that's only, that's the only WWE show that I'm always excited to watch because it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Like, and, and Corinne, Corinne got so bored from it. And, you know, she's really into AEW. I'm like, let's just watch it. And, and she's watching. She's like, this is terrible. Like, this is boring. I'm like, you're right. This is like, I can't even, I can't even say anything good about this. And yeah. I, you know, I could, I could find the good in a lot of things, but it's just, it's so drained of joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, you understand this. Like, there's something about matches and, like, you know, giving 
two individuals or four individuals, depending on what the match is, time to tell a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I listened to a podcast called uh, Post Wrestling. These two Canadian guys, and they've been doing this for like 12, 13 years. And whenever they, like, I listen to their Raw reviews every week because I'm never going to watch Raw. <laughs> and it sounds like the most dire, shitty show ever, like of three hours. And it's just, when the one guy just recaps it, it's like, I, I, it's sad to get such joy of someone suffering. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, they even say that, like, if we weren't getting paid to do this, we we would not watch this show, right? You know, and it's like it's and it's not like they're hate watching it because they're watching it too, and they're giving a a proper review. But it's like when it's like three hours, and they say like, "Oh, well, five minutes was good." <laughs> like, how does how do like two million people still watch this every week? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, I remember watching Raw every week, but I was like back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when it was, like, exciting and new. But it's the same formula for the last 20-something years. That, imagine watching, like, like a sitcom that's just been the same for 25 years. Just constantly the same. Mm-hmm. The same jokes, the same, like... Like if Seinfeld went on for 20 seasons. <laughs> that, you know, like, they, they knew when to leave. And that's the kind of, like, what I appreciate about some shows. But, like... Raw is in that kind of a show. It's just and they and and they've gotten so much more money than they've ever have. So why were they, why are they going to change it? Yeah, they're getting it, billions of dollars. You know, there there's very much living out this mentality of sort of like um, a, a conservative nature in in the, in the sense of not politically, but let's not change things. Let's not you know um, let's yeah. keep going with what we've had for such a long time. There's there's like this old boys club mentality which is anytime anytime i see an article which is like rick flair has this to say about aew star whatever i'm like i don't give a shit because this guy's what 117 years old yes he was a legend but he has he has not tuned into what is working now or what should work now and i love aew because it's gotten me back into wrestling and it really appeals to both casual and diehard fans casual fans like myself in the sense of Wow, the first time I the first time I watched a Young Bucks match, I was like, "Wow, this is what tag team matches are capable of being like. This is amazing." Right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's so and it's so simple. Like, yeah. just have fun. Yeah, and and creating creating an atmosphere where people can be themselves, like bring in Orange Cassidy and letting him be Orange Cassidy. Or I'm I I don't know much about Dan Hauser, but oh, like bringing Dan him, yeah, Dan Hauser as like a guy that just pretends to put curses on people like oh okay and they, they're not asking him to change um the idea of different ref like wrestling styles like interacting with each other like we're gonna have this wednesday um lance archer versus hangman adam page like oh. two very different wrestling styles now i'll be honest i don't like lance archer i don't find him very interesting as a wrestler or a or a character but two different styles at the same time for the diehard fans which i am not It'll be a thing like this where there's been this been this hype of a big star coming up like big star, and then like the person will come out and diehard fans be like, "Holy shit, this guy from New Japan!" Right. I'm just like, I have no idea who this person is. How and, am I supposed to be excited? And it's funny because like I'm like the quote unquote diehard fan, and Corinne's more of like the mm-hmm. you know casual but getting into it. But like, there's a lot of times when she'd be like, 
So why should I care about this person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I'll, and I give her, you know, a little history. And then sometimes I'll, I'll find a match or two to showcase. And you're like, okay, that, that person's really good. Even if it's like someone she doesn't like, like she hates Adam Cole. She hates his face. (laughs) Bebe. But, but she also, yeah, (laughs) Bebe. But she also understands like why he's like a really good wrestler. You know what I mean? It's, Mm. it's a difference between like, I hate him because like, oh, he's like, like MGF. MGF is a piece of shit. But such a good he's heel. A really, he's amazing heel, but he's he is like a legit like oh my god, this guy's like an old school piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. like like in the old days he would have been stabbed or like someone would throw a, a, a <laughs> cup of fits at him. You know? That's what he used to do to wrestlers. Like yeah. Roddy Piper saying he was hated so much someone stabbed him in the back once. Like with a knife. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, Arn Anderson had to like fight someone off back in the day, like like trying to stab him. Like that's how like like people say, oh well, wrestling's not as good. No, no, because people like you know there are still crazy people out there. Like that guy that tried to attack that that did attack Seth Rollins during. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy just jumped on him because mm-hmm. he he said, oh he 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 stole money from me because some guy catfished him online saying he was <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, I'm Seth Rollins. I need some money, please. <laughs> Six million dollars. Yeah, he's gonna ask your sorry ass for money. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just funny. Like yeah, the, like certain wrestlers like like Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan. Like I've been watching him since the early two thousands. Like you know when I used to go to Ring of Honor shows with barely five hundred people in the audience. We can now move on to our our main topic, which we might talk less about. Um, Spiral, um, otherwise known as Uzumaki, based on the manga of the same name by Junji Ito. Um, this was, a, a, of course, inspired by our episode with Dark City that we did with Josephine, which was a, a fantastic episode. Uh, they were a fantastic guest, so thank you, Josephine, for joining us and listeners for listening to that one. Um, James recommended this one. I had never heard of the manga or the film before. Um, it is, from what I understand, sort of a, a Dragon Ball Z uh situation in the sense of they were making this movie before the manga was finished so you know just like <clears throat> they were making the anime as as akira toriyama was writing the manga which is why the the goku and like frieza battle takes place over like two and a half seasons um <laughs> so um which is why th- this one is not as accurate to the manga for what I understand but um james since you recommended this one what it was I guess talk a little bit about the the manga uh, first because I, I was entirely unfamiliar with it uh, its existence before this. Well, it's funny because like with this again, with the movie itself was the first thing I actually ever saw or was you know you know based on something by Junji Ito. Like I didn't know who he was. A friend of mine was like he just he would. <laughs> Back in the day, when basically back in the blockbuster days, <laughs> he would he would just like show me the show me the DVD. He would just come up to me and we worked together. My friend Tommy, he would show me and go Uzumaki, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like you know, like what are you saying to me? And he's like, no, he's like like Uzumaki. I'm like, can you tell me more? He's like, just watch it. That's all he would say. Just watch it and Uzumaki. So finally, I said, fine, I'll rent it with all my freebies. Let me watch it. And, you know, I was familiar with a little bit of, like, Japanese horror. That was, like, the new the new Japanese horror wave of, like, stuff like, uh, you know, The Ring, the you know, um, Juon, The Grudge, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, 
uh, Tale of Two Sisters, and you know stuff like that where everything got remade horribly in America, except for The Ring. The Ring, I think, is a pretty good remake. But I should the point. I should clarify: A Tale of Two Sisters is a Korean film, not a Japanese. Oh, you're film. right. You're right. You're right. I, I just say Asian horror. Yeah, Asian horror. You know what? Like all all the different countries were just. Not pumping them out, but like we were getting them. Like it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. What, what, what's this movie? Let me watch this. And Uzumaki, I never heard of Uzumaki. I was like, okay, cool, I'll watch it. And I was like, this is bizarre. Like, it's not necessarily like scary. It's not, mm-hmm. but it's like this weird feeling you get from watching. Like the first time I watched it, I was like feel weird like and and especially some of the imagery in it it's like huh i don't know what it's going for like like it's it's like what is that or like little thing and like every scene in the movie you see like a spiral of some sort some circular motion something Mm -hmm. going on like or something someone's using like the bicycle you know the bicycle wheels the umbrella like stuff like that and you're like oh this is all in this is intentional and then finding out it was based on a manga and i'm like Oh, okay. Oh, wait, it's still going on, the manga? So they made the movie before the manga was done? <laughs> yep. Okay. Let me... So, of course, you know, back in the day, back in New York, you know, New York City, in the early 2000s, you know, I would go to St. Mark's Place and go to places like Kim's Video, which I heard Kim's Video is coming back. They, they, are, they are currently working on it every single day, yeah. So we'll see when that happens. That was That was... That was like my gateway to a lot of weird films. Mm-hmm. So, so of course I go there, and the, sometimes it would have like some manga, some weird stuff. Then there was like one of the volumes of Uzumaki. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read. I want to see what like how it differs. And then um, I, I fell in love. I was like, oh my god, this this stuff because he draws and writes it all, Junji Ito, and yeah, mm-hmm. he has a way with art like the art alone like you doing like the dialogue itself is you know typical you're like okay building to something but the artwork is what sells the uh existential dread and again why i picked this not only because he you know ito himself has said lovecraft is a influence on him mm-hmm. this story especially as you know you you, you viewers can't see this of course but like how fat this thing is that's yeah that is that's it, a tome you know it it is a tome and like by the end of the story it gets i mean throughout it all of course but th- by the very end without spoiling anything it becomes very cosmic horror okay that's all i'm gonna say like it does build to this th- this stuff going on in the universe and what is this entity this spiral that is infecting that is continuing to not only populate and like change people in different ways and that's the weird thing about this it's not like oh okay you know the one character the father is obsessed with the spiral and then one and basically realizes he doesn't need his collection that that is thrown out i can become a spiral myself yeah i can my eyes turn in the comic and and in the movie they do show it, but like in the comic, the second thing he does is he he pulls out, basically his tongue gets pulled out and just twirls around over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's actually when Kiri actually like freaks out because that's when she bring 
the like again this the movie's a little different from the the manga like and of course rereading it for this episode it's kind of jarring because like when kiri goes with the plate that her father has made for the father you know um shuichi's father he that's when she sees the tongue mm-hmm. like what the and she freaks out like what the hell's going on and then of course we see what he becomes himself he becomes this twist there's other stories where they delve more into the the hair and it's actually kiri whose hair oh okay becomes, becomes sentient and of course you know if your hair is becoming sentient spiral and like changing people to like be obsessed with you what do you do oh well you of course you would think to cut your hair right i'm sure it off. yeah the hair does not like that. So it's like, <laughs> there's another great story where one girl has a a little crescent moon um, scar on mm-hmm. her forehead. Sure. And throughout her whole life, like, and that's what's great about this. Like, each story is like a little chapter. Like, it's almost like it's kind of like a weird a weird story of the week. Like, almost like you know how the X Files would have one overlapping story, but you would have like that weird monster of the week. Episode. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And, and you know, those are the ones you like, you know, you love the story, but you like, sometimes you just like to have that weird, like, what the hell's going on in this town? Yeah, the, yeah those were the, some of the best episodes were just the Monster of the Week ones, yeah. Right. And that's kind of like what this is, and which is exciting because I didn't realize that in October of this year, which we we'll, might have to recover a new Uzumaki, Adult Swim is actually going to have a four-episode anime oh. based on stories from this. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to have to revisit back, you know, all the way in October. Adult Swim's getting it actually, so that's cool. Okay, but yeah, it some of the stuff in this is like really demented, and the way I've real like from from reading interviews and and stuff with Junji Ito, the way he comes up with an idea is that he just draws something that's on his mind. So like the way this became a whole overlapping story that he thought about. Poor, you know, like the poor people in Japan, they live in these little kind of like almost like bunker houses. Like they're very like cheap, you know, but he started drawing these little houses, but in a spiral. And okay. that's how it, it was the same like house over and over again, constantly. Like it's just a constant spiral. And then he just like went, he, he became obsessed with the actual spiral itself. Like, oh, what else can I do? with? so each story is like, some aren't as good as others, but like sometimes they get really, really weird. And you're like, like, what happens when two lovers, you know, are the parents of two lovers do not want them together? Well, they become intertwined like a snake and like just twist each other and then become one into, you know, mm-hmm. conjoined snake and just disappear into like the shadows. Like what? Like, <laughs> like what, what does that even mean? But like, so like, you know, revisiting the movie, Yes, it doesn't always work as a quote-unquote horror film, but I think the imagery is like pretty, pretty well done. Especially, I I don't think it like was a super big budget movie. So no, it did what good, you know what I mean? Like the some of the stuff is a little dodgy, some of the some of the CGI, but it's two thousand CGI, so you kind of have to like <laughs> have a mindset. You know, it's not like it came out last year, and you're like, oh, this looks like shit. You know. Yeah, and according to um, uh, the Wikipedia article under the subsection of the production, uh, the film was shot in two weeks. 
which is um, pretty speedy for a feature film, even if you are working in what it clearly seems like, you know, 2000 uh, mini DV kind of um, uh, quality, which is not to demean the, the actual aesthetic quality of the movie. It's just it's like, yes, it, it's of a it's of that era, basically, and the technology that was available. Um, this was a weird viewing experience for me because I, I know that it was based in the manga, but even if I didn't know that, it feels very much like it. I mean, in the sense of um, some of the, the the blocking and the shooting of some things, like people with kind of yeah. exaggerated expressions and facial features, like they're really trying to kind of get that, you know, that 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 idea of a of a cartoon or cartoony like kind of atmosphere, um, which is a strange balance between that kind of um, darkly comic thing in uh, a world in which it seems like the world is kind of coming to an end it's it's a bit strange yeah um and and uh it's and, strange yeah but not, not bad i just I, I certainly didn't know what to expect and it's kind of a weird i mean we talked about this before we started recording but there's a a deliberate moment where there's a wanted poster shown of junji ita but it, it's it's of um his manga version of himself so it's just like Bwong, like wait what are you what are you doing here um but there uh, there is yeah. some uh, effectiveness and i i really started thinking like as i was watching this movie like what makes what is actually haunting about this idea of a spiral and my first thought was well nothing until you really think about just think about a spiral specifically like on a pottery wheel and that kind of thing like you can maybe if you're drawing one you can kind of think like well i know where the spiral begins but in theory it has no end. It can just keep going and right. going and going. And that repetition, that that inability to break out of a pattern or break out of a, I guess if you want to call it a fate, like, yeah, that actually is kind of like a, a terrifying symbol for something of just like, it's just going to, it's keep going around and around. You can't break out. You can't change. It doesn't end. It just keeps going. And like, oh, yeah, that is actually kind of a an existentially haunting thing to think about. Well, yeah, and like, and what's what's interesting is like a lot of the more, which I don't know if this was because because it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, some of the stuff they show like from the manga, like were later on, and then some stuff, it seems like they cut out from the actual screenplay or like the film itself, which is bizarre because some of the stuff was in the in the comic itself is really horrifying. Like, for example, uh, Kiri's father starts going to dragon dragonfly pond i think or i, some, like, I think what, that's what what is, yeah. yeah where the the smoke from the cremation is going in and it's like quote unquote the souls of like the the parents and he goes there and this mud he starts going to the kiln and like putting it in and he freaks <laughs> out on kiri but what they fail to show because when they start looking for him and like he can't find him that's a difference between like this ending is completely different from what the comic is like or at least that story it's actually scarier because they she realizes that oh the pottery that he's making has faces in it mm. like screaming <laughs> like screaming faces in all the pottery and like what the hell does that even mean and everyone's like like you know and it, that looks like my mother like it's like what so he, you know, Shuichi like breaks in and like like confronts him and realizes and, and he like destroys, you know, basically breaks the kiln and you know the oven 
and all the souls are screaming and like because the souls are in the mud and mm. like they're suffering from being cooked every time he makes a new piece of pottery <laughs> like it's a constant hell that they're suffering from mm. i don't know why they didn't you know again i don't know why you could i mean there's a lot of ways you could have done it with with a like a lower budget but i'm still surprised they didn't actually replicate that which i'm hoping the anime does because some of the imagery alone in that is haunting to the sense where like it's still like i don't have to look at it it's in my mind like always because it's just the way he draws these faces that are screaming in like a pot you're like oh my god like imagine like a loved one is just stuck in this perpetual state of agony for eternity mm-hmm. because this guy just wants to make because supposedly when he makes the pottery it's normal but when yeah. he puts it in the oven it changes into these weird designs it's like uh, mm-hmm. he's not actually doing the design he's he's not doing these spiral designs it just comes naturally because that's the spiral is so infected in this world and then the snail stuff like that's later on in this and it's a little like oh okay so this is like a later story like what the hell yeah (laughs) and that's and and i'll put a pin on that because that's something i want to get to because first i I do want to talk about what i found kind of effective about the movie because i wasn't crazy about it overall i don't think it's bad um but it does it is rather atmospheric and it, it does it in such a way as, as some of the best like Asian um, uh, East Asian horror films will do in the sense of um, it shows you everything um, that sequence when she's, you know, um, when she first discovers like, uh, what is his name? Uh, Shuichi's dad just kind of like crouched down in the alley filming the, the shell. And like, it's, it's not really horror lighting per se, at least inside. It's not like it's during the daytime, but the sky's also gray. So like you see stuff, but there's also still kind of an ominous tone and he's just there filming. There's no jump scare. There's no, it's just kind of this weird creepiness of like, you know, hi, how are you? And then he's not responding. And like, it's just kind of, and then you just, she's slowly kind of creeping back and like, what is going on here? And I was reminded at many times during this film of, um, Kiyoshi Kurosawa's pulse. Um, at least in the sense of that film, I think did a really good job of kind of like, as we've talked about with the, the best, like, uh, with Juan Vu's color out of space of implying a grandiose catastrophe by only focusing on a small amount of people. Um, yeah. In pulse, uh, the original one, not the awful American remake, but in, in Kyoshi Kurosawa's original pulse, you do get the sense that this kind of apocalypse is spreading throughout the world, not because we have news stories of this is happening in New York and London and whatever, but just in the sense of it, they, it, the story takes place in a populated metropolitan area, and yet as the film goes along, you're rarely seeing other people because you just get the sense, or the film implies like this is spreading and death is happening all around, which is why you can be on a busy train in a Japanese metropolitan and there's no one around. Um, and yeah. and there is just like with the constant clouds and with just this creeping tone, like the film started out as like, oh, there's, there's something imminent building up here. And this idea of people being drawn to the spiral also kind of speaks to that idea of there's something inherent just within creation, which is driving these people insane. Like it's not a, 
a spell or an alien influence or it could just be like a madness which is just perpetuating and and that idea of once you are quote unquote infected by it it's only a matter of time for you like like the ring or like that kind of stuff yeah and like the the stuff with like what i i mean of course like you know basically all the stories i do prefer in the manga than the movie you know <laughs> like for people like like i i if you're not the biggest fan of the movie read the manga if you don't like the manga then you're not going to like the stories at all but yeah there's much more like this is my, my you know and while i like this film i i feel the the movie is a little too almost feels too episodic mm, you know what yeah. i mean like each it's almost like each thing is like separate from the like there is a there is connecting fibers but it's almost like a little jarring like okay this is happening and then there's this character and then oh this guy just killed himself or like did he kill himself or did he just screw himself up? like wait who was that who's that character oh who's this girl now oh who's this bully like, <laughs> like oh who's the guy that's all that's all wet it's supposed to be like a snail and then he infects people with his own weird like slime or whatever like it, you know in a in a in a comic it's like it makes sense because each week was a new story so you had like oh like eight pages this was one story and then like 12 pages was the next week and then eight, 19 pages was this week so but each one was connected by the same characters but like this dread of like this and, and each and each time it got worse and worse and like other people were being affected but all in this one town mm -hmm. and like shuichi even you know wants to leave because he goes to school outside of the town so he sees the difference when he comes back into the town where there is this dread there is yeah. something going on the movie alludes to that it has a little bit where he wants to elope with kiri but the comic of course builds upon that trust and then like in the movie it's just you know spoiler alert that he becomes infected too right away and like twist i think that's where they took the the lovers thing and like he got twisted mm. like the lovers I think that was the copy that they did like oh well we'll do that for, for him instead and then you have that weird like montage of like pictures of people that have been i, don't yeah. know, I guess they died or whatever. i don't know like not the biggest fan of that but I, I i do think like the movie you know like you weren't familiar with this and while i you know so w while i'm watching i'm like again i'm like okay it's almost like these glimpses of what the comic book showed yeah so, like you see like little elements of this thing and then it kind of almost rushes at the end where oh it's like it's the end <laughs> everyone's fucked <laughs> which i kind of appreciate because like well we're probably not going to make a sequel so let's you know we don't know so let's just try to cram all this horrible shit at the end yeah there, there is you know? there's an, an element of this movie feeling kind of disjointed um there was one review i think it's from the av club where someone was because uh, I, I think maybe the director was a music video director i at least know the the writers the guys who are credited with story by and writing credit also have a lot of credits on music videos and like mm -hmm. stuff with lady gaga shorts and that kind of a thing so it does have that sort of sense of sort of like instead of a unified story just kind of like some interesting visuals and segments but not really a cohesive piece which moves forward that much and yeah the execution of this 
you know, you kind of asking the question of where is this going? And then when the film ends, it's like, even it doesn't really have an idea. Like the, the final montage is, I guess, supposed to be implying like, yeah, this spread and everyone died maybe. Um, but right. it, but there's no really, and I'm not saying you needed a resolution, but it, it, it just, there's something that's sort of open ended on the end and, and not in a satisfying way, but more in a felt more in a sense of this feels incomplete. Um, and and also because while while there was I, I mentioned this kind of building ominous tone, the film then kind of undercuts it. Like I'm thinking specifically of the the the, the reporter that comes to the town to kind of do yeah. the story, and th- she's reporting, or, or the new story kind of comes across like, yeah, this woman, this girl's hair is really weird, and these people turn into snails, and people said they used to once be humans, and then she's like, I wish my next story was is not going to be such weird stories. And then she just kind of leaves and like, wait, so there's not really a threat. This is just kind of like a weird freak show nature. Like, I can't I, I, I don't know what you're doing with this right now, because you were telling me this is something existentially dark and significant. And then it's like, no, this is actually just kind of a weird one off freak show kind of a situation. I don't know. Yeah. And then like the other guy that comes that Shuichi's father went to talk to about the history of the town. Mm hmm. And then, like, he's there and he's investigating and seeing that spiral and serpent, or no, mirror and serpent are connected, like the same symbol, but different. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's like, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> like, it's, it's weird. It, it is a very disjointed film. Again, it was the debut for this director as a feature film. And mm-hmm. I think his follow up. TV movie based on another Junji Ito story, The Long Dream, is much better because mm-hmm. it's much more solitary, very like grounded. Like it's a very, very demented story, too. <laughs> but it's Junji Ito, which is not surprising. Which who also made the Tomi series. Mm-hmm. Tomi's another like popular Japanese horror series about a girl that just yeah, it's it's just, it's just weird. And they actually did a I guess when Uzumaki was made, they did a double feature of Tomi and Uzumaki as a double feature of Junji Ito movies at the same time. Okay. You know, to kind of get more bang for the buck. But um, but now you know, I'm I'm just hoping with with the anime series, we'll get because then they can go crazy with the <clears> imagery. <throat> you know what I mean? Like we know then. Oh, we can just show craziness as we can like every little weird shit in this you know you could replicate everything you know like it's not live action it's a little hard to replicate some of these some of these pictures in this in this comic you know like it really is like like when i just pick a page and like oh even like the snail stuff is more horrific you know like when the kid comes in which actually yeah looking at i just randomly picked the page when he when that kid does come back to class and it's like page 245 so so they so while this comic was still going on that's a later story that they kind of threw in there with the school which i kind of like the beginning of the stories better because there's not as much school stuff i don't know why the school stuff kind of took like it was all taking place in the school that's fine but it's kind of that's another problem with the disjointedness of this movie it's like i kind of like the when both Kiri and Shuichi are like riding around town or she's walking around town. And like you said about stuff, there's nobody around. 
it's dead. And that's like more. And then of course, like she's walking by and she's looking in some, you know, like a little hut and there's like nobody there. It's just abandoned. Mm. And it's like that sense of dread where what's going to pop out. And, that, and then that weirdo does, you know, that weirdo boy that just is obsessed with her. But yeah, you <laughs> mentioned that one of the most effective sequences I think is that one where, um, uh, where Kiri is being driven home at night by that guy that Shuichi's dad reached out to. And like, yeah, you're, you're seeing it from the, from the, the point of view of like the cameras in the backseat, looking at the windshield and they're driving through the village at night. And as you said, like we're only seeing these abandoned, like the village through the perspective of the headlights. And like, there's just no one anywhere. There's no, like no one, none of the, the huts look occupied. There's no one on the streets. And it's also just like slowly, I don't know if you noticed this, um, the reflections of the two of them then like slowly appear in in the windshield, yeah, and it just yeah. it, it just gave you the sense like at that moment they are the only two people in existence, and it was really effective and really creepy, and it's emblematic of like the strengths and weaknesses of this movie where there's some cool stuff that just can't really pull off anything because yeah I, I mean does does the manga or the film either like define why do these people turn into snails and why did this person just get twisted up in a spiral? Or is it just kind of the spiral affects everyone in different ways? I mean, the comic does, I mean, again, the comic book, you know, as you saw, is a tome. There's much more, like, I mean, hell, the comic, it's, you know, the, it's over 600 pages. That's, that's pretty long. So, so there's a lot of story. It builds upon these stories and, like, Again, like I, I don't want to ruin it for people, but it becomes this cosmic insanity yeah. towards the end, where someone becomes a galaxy. Like it's it's oh. weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird shit. Um, so they do deal with like to an extent, but again, what's the best part of like a lot of Lovecraft stories? You you you're not explaining a lot of it. It's yeah. kind of like it is what it is, mm-hmm. and you're and we're fucked. Like, mm-hmm. and these people are screwed in their own way because how long has this been going on for it? You know, again, we in this movie, you do, and in the comic, you do see this has been going on longer than they, they even realize. But mm-hmm. now it's now it's just like ramping up, and like because more things are kind of going into place faster, it's escalating to the point of like, oh shit, like everything is and the thing is the spiral infects people different ways which i kind of appreciate it's not just oh everyone is becoming like some sort of zombie <clears> it's yeah. like oh you're a snail person your hair is fucking crazy you know and <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know oh you're you're you know you twist yourself into the in the point of like in a washing machine okay yeah. <clears throat> like what the hell is wrong with you well you know and then again one of the one of the like I again I think it's done better in the comics, but they do a pretty good job in in the movie. Is uh, Shuichi's mom who is horrified and has a fear of spirals because of what happened with the husband? Yeah, okay. And to the point where she can't have any spirals around her. Like food cannot be seen that has any sort of spiral thing. She cuts all her hair off because what if her hair curls? Oh, okay. Uh, she she chops off all her fingerprints. Yeah, fingerprints, yeah. And everyone has to wear gloves. And they do allude to it, but the comic is done better because it ramps up the where the husband is actually like coming to her. Like they do a little bit with the the weird um caterpillar no, the millipede or whatever. 
that comes into her ear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaks to her, and of course he, you know, we see Shuichi like rip off like the diagram of in your ear. There is a spiral, and then she ultimately stabs herself in the ear. But we don't really then then she's dead. But in a comic book, what makes it more depressing is that not only does she stab herself in the ear because her husband is haunting her and because of that spiral in here. Now she has vertigo, oh, which geez. is a constant spiral. Yeah. And then she dies. So like on top of like, not only she's like tortured herself and stabs herself in the ear. Now she can't stop spinning. Mm-hmm. And then finally just drops dead. And it's like, mm. yeah, again, my favorite type of story. <laughs> but it's done so well where you're like, you read it and then you have to take a breather after it. You're like, ooh, okay. That doesn't feel good. I actually feel like, and that's the thing too. You feel bad for that character. Like, some characters are like, okay, you're just weird. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you. She meant no harm. Like, and again, that's what's great about a lot of these, you know, Lovecraft, Lovecraftian stories that work a bit. It happens to everybody. It's not just oh the bad people get screwed. No, it's good people too. Yeah, and like and 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 it doesn't matter. It's it's the spiral's not looking at you if you're good or bad. It's just like oh, I'm infecting you now. And yeah, the, it, it there is elements of it in the movie. It sounds like the manga is is expands on a bit more, but just this idea of there are uncontrollable forces working on you. I mean, like, vertigo, even that sen- even that physical sensation of, like, I-, I feel like something is happening to me and I have no control over it. Like, that, that, is, that is an element in, in this story. It, it, it doesn't play out or doesn't stick the landing in the movie. Um, in fact, I know that it ends on that montage of all these, like, people that have died, like the, the girl with her crazy yeah. hair got wrapped up in, in electrical wiring and, and ended up being electrocuted to death. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't remember what led up to that closing montage. Like, I don't really remember how, how the story was other than the, I guess the Shuichi just, um, spiraling and being like, yeah, join me in the spiral too. And like, and then, it oh, ends, and then okay. it ends with the montage, but also the, I wish the movie just ended with her talking about like how it began, like this yeah. is the town and this is the story. And then, like, to me, that, that makes more sense to me because that's a spiral because that mm-hmm. means the story is going all over and over and over again. Yep. That, that should have been the ending, not this weird, like, like, I felt like I was watching the beginning of Cheers with, like, the, <laughs> you know, like the pictures of weird old people, like, you know, just, like, with weird colors. Or, Everything looks <laughs> or maybe even like you know she has she has that voiceover of like yes this is what's happening in the town over like some an establishing shot of another town and someone finding a spiral that or that idea of like how this yeah. thing has spread um That'd be cool, yeah. but uh yeah it, it's a it was a strange a strange little movie um i yeah. you know i will i'll probably never really think of it that much more or or watch it ever again but uh there was some some interesting um, stuff, and I am a little bit confused because if you are also on IMDb and looking through the credits, um, it credits Michael Jackson as self and Aphex Twin as self, and I um, missed their presence in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember them in the movie. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they were the smoke in the air. I don't know. Oh, speaking of the smoke in the air, that was, that was another thought that I had of there's... 
I'm not saying it's a perfect one-on-one correlation. A few similarities to Return of the Living Dead. Um, you know, yeah, some yeah. some weird shit happening in this small town, which is perpetuated by these burnt bodies that go up into the smokestack and the weather affects and it. Comes, <laughs> so, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's got elements of that. Like, And I kind of like that, again, you're thinking, oh, I'm just cremating these people. And they're like, no, now they're in, now they're in the air. Like, I, I see his face. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, again, the comic book, like, you know, like, you know, look, the smoke is settling. And then, like, again, if we if we saw this in the movie, like, oh, man, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, horrifying. Like, if I saw it, like, oh, oh my God, what the hell is this? <laughs> I, would I would I would go nuts. So I was like, oh, OK, the end of the world is here. And what can I do? Yeah, I'm I'm calling out from work and I'm just drinking for the rest of the day is basically it. <laughs> um, but again, I, I think I think and I'm hoping, you know, knock on wood, when October rolls around. And supposedly this new four episode, I think it's only four episodes as of now. Yeah. Series comes out. May, maybe you'll be like, oh, okay, now I understand. Now I see where this, this story actually works. Because mm-hmm. I'll admit, the movie, I, while I enjoy the movie, it's not like, it's not great. It's not. But there's, a, there's elements that I'm like, oh, if only they like expanded on some of those things. They're not just like, you had a really good idea and then you cut to the next scene. You're like, oh, man. Give you more of the creepy shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, ah. it, it does, and and it's it's good to get that story that yeah they were making it as the manga was being written because it yeah. it, it it feels very much like yeah we didn't really know where to go with this kind of a thing and so it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, but yeah, not not bad, not great. A little bit of Lovecraft sprinkled in there. I feel like if I read the manga, it would have been there would have been a bit more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, an an interesting little experiment uh, of a movie, even if not uh, an entirely successful one. But um, yeah, that's that's been our our thoughts on uh, Spiral. Um, by all means, feel free to chime in on the conversation by um, finding the podcast Castle Cthulhu anywhere where you get your podcasts, including on Podbean, um, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, all that sort of stuff. Um, find us on Facebook at um, Cthulhu Cast. Find us on Twitter at Cast Cthulhu. I am Nolan Fixes Teeth. James, are you are you no are you kind of like done with the Twitter thing now? Like Twitter's not letting you back, so it, it still hasn't let me back on. Um, I don't know. I'm been banned for how long? It feels like forever. Mm-hmm. It's probably just like a month and a half now. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever coming back. It's fistful of media. We'll see. But uh, if not, maybe by the next episode, I'll have a new uh, Twitter handle. And, okay. Uh, We'll go from um, there. <laughs> but uh, you know, but we we share we share the the Catholic Cthulhu Twitter account. So sometimes it's me, sometimes it's James, sometimes it's Cthulhu. Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's a spiral. We don't. Sometimes, know. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but James mentioned by next episode. So what is our next episode? Well, if you remember way back in the early days of the Castle Cthulhu, we interviewed um, two fine British gentlemen, Thomas Campbell and Gav Chucky Steele. Um, from Deadbolt Films in the UK, they had made a wonderful little short adaptation of um, From Beyond uh, with a little bit of The King in Yellow mixed in there. Um, Thomas has uh, is the creator and writer of an original comic book series called Abyssal Albion. Um, its third episode, episode, its third issue is coming out um, mid to late February. Um, so we'll be talking to him. It is a cosmic horror, uh, very much um, Lovecrafty-inspired um, original comic book series. So we're going to be interviewing him about that, about his adventures, and about the um, 
indoor parties that Boris Johnson was not supposed to be having at the peak of the pandemic, but had them anyway. <laughs> yes. Can't wait um, to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and the, the consequences that he escaped from, which, you know, it, who knows? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll, uh, that'll be, um, that'll be coming up next time. It'll be good to, to talk to him again. Um, I, I think this podcast is always enhanced by people with accents. Um, I don't know about 100%. you. But, I, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, also, we we recently went on a, a podcast where a bunch of accents were. Yeah, on. that that is true. Yeah, I'll I'll be posting uh, the link for that on our various social media uh, channels and maybe in the well, probably not in the show notes of this episode, since by the time I record and publish this one, that will not be out. But you may remember, I uh, you know we talked a little bit about sometime last year. We were on uh, an episode of the Innsmouth Book Club talking about H.P. Lovecraft, um, his fiction, his film adaptations. They asked us to join again where we were talking specifically about John Carpenter's The Thing um, with a a specific emphasis on the practical effects of that movie. Um, So that is... um, that is available um, to listen for them if you are a subscriber to their Patreon or anything. But the uh, the main episode itself, I don't think, will be available until this coming Saturday. And when it is available, I will post it. But that was that was a good time. That was a fun conversation to have. Um, the episode ended with all of us dying. So. Yeah, which is fine. But we're, we're, we we got better. <laughs> we, got, we got better. Everything's fine now. So... Um, yeah, but certainly look out for links to that and um, be sure to tune next time. We'll be interviewing and talking with our friend Thomas Campbell. But in the meantime, we'll be waiting and dreaming with dead Cthulhu in his house in Relia. <laughs>